What's up, everyone out there? And welcome back to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets. It's the mix, powered by Mayo Media Net here on YouTube, presented by Jock Market, the Daily Fantasy app where we actually make money and we were doing it again. Yeah, download that bad boy for free. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match that first hundred bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. Doing the things we do right here on the show. Thank you, everyone, so much for sticking around and picking up what we're putting down. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. And in a minute, after I deserve it, I've been up for a while, I'm going to ask you to stick your cartoon finger right up inside me because those YouTube likes just matter way more than they should. All right, yesterday was pretty good, throwing our weight around the jock market, like I said, using the tools that we're bringing you here on the main slate. I love the big board, allowing us to take advantage of some of those values, but it all starts here on the mix with some analysis, man. Enough of that. We need more of this. It's the fastest show in NFL Absolutely anywhere. I mean, jeez, if you could listen to this show at two times speed, like, wow, hat tip, all the power to you. I don't know. I feel like I probably sound like a solid tone at two times. Like, beep. All right, come on, man. Let's get up and do the thing we do. Me and you, the corks, that's crew. It's the Blue Chips brought to you by Jock Market. We're using Run the Sims projections. Love, love, love. Capital L on the forehead. L for love. Love that stuff. Again, I've mentioned it before. You've got to go over and check it out. It's really worth the sub because they allow you to fine-tune projections, and I think that's what you want to be doing. You don't want to, you don't want to do them on your own because it's very difficult. You also don't want to just blanket subscribe to them universally because other people are doing that, and you want to separate. So I think they have a really great edge here. These are the top projected players on each team, top five. It's the Ravens and the Saints. Monday night foosball here, week nine. Let's go. Lamar Jackson at the top of the board, 24.4. A tremendous drop down. Whee! All the way down to Kenyon Drake. With Gus Edwards is out, so Drake should be leading the way. Although in these situations, I more think Lamar is still the RB1 there. That projection is at 10.9. Drop down to my boy Isaiah Likely. More like Isaiah. Definitely, they're out of options on offense. He's projected for 10 points. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Then Double D, Devil Duvernay at 10 points. Drop down to Justice Hill, the backup at 6.1. To give you an idea, again, for the audio-only listeners, these numbers, we have an image you could grab it, download it, and refer to it. Definitely recommend that. I like to more read this as a board more than the numbers themselves and let the projections tell you the story. So for the Ravens, obviously Lamar Jackson is all the way at the top. He's the dual threat. He handles the ball all the time. Whenever they find themselves in close games, he becomes the focal point and makes a lot of sense. It, this projection is like a lollipop, right? It's all at the top and then a giant stick at the bottom, and then even when you talk about Drake, a guy who's been very hit or miss, getting it done on very big explosive plays, we've also seen him get volume and do, as you know, we say, Ugatza, just absolutely, he's like negative nothing, hold on, I have that one here, I know he's got one that just, it's like hilarious, it's a hilarious, and he went, he had 11 carries for 5 yards against Cleveland, yes, he was a lot better against the Giants and a lot better against Tampa, but just remember, it's Kenyon Drake, there's a reason why he's been on 7 different teams, then over to the Saints, the single highest projection on the board is Alvin Kamara, remember, Mark Ingram is out so he is the dual threat on the Saints and if you're watching those games he looks like the best player on the field whenever he touches the ball I was never a big kind of Kamara guy for fantasy coming into the season I was just worried with Jameis Winston more right they were leading with Jameis and he does he likes to you know play the YOLO ball which is great for fantasy but not so great for Kamara we saw that play out when they made the shift to the red rocket wow Kamara just really took off Dalton has shifted his game he's very smart he's a cerebral player 
So he understands, hmm, let's put the ball in the hands of the best player, which is so funny. That very simple mantra is something lost on a lot of these teams. So let's get back into the projections. Kamara, 22.5, above Lamar Jackson. Keep that in mind. Down to Andy Dalton at 16.2 to Olave. Whoa, whoa, 16.1. Got to love that he's been an absolute target hog to Marcus Callaway and Traquan Smith, both with the double 7.7, which to me, again, right, if we were... Having these speak to us, what does that say? Complete uncertainty with a tremendous drop-off. And now you'd have to decide between the two of them, right? So I think uh, there's always a kind of a lesson, right? This is reading between the lines a bit. Where you don't want to just react and... Again, the blind subscription to projections that I mentioned before... It's funny, it's a double two-edged sword. Because it has sharpened the market at large, right? It's making people smarter, which is why... Cash teams are doing so much better because, in general, people are better at identifying the best plays. But at the same time, it creates a self-fulfilling prophecy of chasing projections. Yes, yeah, so listen, I, I got beat up in props. A lot of people did. People that chased projections. So projections were way off. And, you know, guys like Higgins and Ramondre, guys that were totally popping that we were all over, you know, went face down and didn't really do much. Romeo Dobbs, the same, although he got hurt. He had a 20-yard catch in the first drive. He was going to go over 60 yards. His arms went off. Anyway to the understanding and reading of the tea leaves. So it looks like we have the books, the projections, right? Because these things are based off Vegas lines. Expecting a ton of action from Lamar. He's going to be doing a little bit of looking at the tight ends, the rest of the looking at Duvernay. And then the Saints are going to be doing lots of dump-offs to Kamar. Remember, these are point projections, then it's pretty much filtered to Olave. Let's do the handicapping in this one. These stats are year-to-date. And then I want to drop some last four defense. I think that's really important when you're looking at defense in particular to look for a trajectory found in last four. Uh, injuries and schematics, these things tend to change, right? Look at the Bears' offense. It's probably a perfect example how small samples opposed to year-to-date. Bears' offense, and every year-to-date stat is completely trash. Uh, you don't want to face the Bears right now because they've they've adjusted, right? And teams are going to adjust good teams are going to adjust to their strengths not all teams do like I said the Saints going to Dalton who's going to Kamara they have shown positive strength I think that might be like a metric that maybe we're not thinking about enough like who actually makes in-season improvements that is really important all right let's do the thing it's the Ravens and the Saints so Ravens offense you know putting up good numbers 26 points a game 360 yards per game 5.9 yards per play those are all in the top third and, you know, it's on a bit of, a, of efficiency, but it's all through the run game. And I think, again, when you see those stats, those are all really delicious. Even the drive stats, 35 yards a drive, more than three minutes. That's that benchmark of being really good. 73% drive success rate. This is the Ravens on offense. Those are all really good. But it's being carried by the run game. Again, one of the reasons you got to be careful with DVOA, which I absolutely love. I've been trying to combine it with me. I just try to do everything. Combining it with EPA plus stats to draw more um, clear description. All right, so I like to be. I want to pick my words carefully. So Ravens have one of the best pass DVOAs in the league, but when you look at the totals, you know it's twenty nine attempts per game, eighteen and a half completions for one hundred and ninety four yards. Those are all in the all in the bottom. That's not going to get it done, right? So you have people. Oh, we have a very high pass DVOA, and this other team doesn't have a good pass. Defensive DVOA. You gotta be careful with that kind of matchup. It's a stylistic thing because of Lamar's dynamic ability, his ability to get away, escape ability, break down plays, then he's very good and has a rocket arm and a rocket for legs, right? So he's a rocket man. Oh, rocket man. 
that opens up pathways where we've seen the Ravens hit on big plays. Problem is, no Mark Andrews. Now, maybe he does get a 1v1 replacement for Isaiah Likely, and that's what I was alluding to before. If you believe we get that, forget that Likely projection. Double it, triple it, put him up there with, you know, whatever. Put, put, put Mark Andrews there, because really that's what we've seen. Okay, on the flip side, the Saints defense has been very good, and they've been tightening up more as of late. They're also, in particular, very tough against the run. Saints against the run, minus 9% rush DVOA, 25 attempts for 112 yards, under 4.5 running back yards per attempt. So we, there is a bit of strength versus strength. Remember, the Ravens not as good with the conventional run game. I imagine the Saints will be spying Lamar in this one, and it'll be his ability to get out to likely who I have a lot of faith in and Duvernay who I have a little less faith in. They just haven't shown the kind of efficiency. All right, other side of the ball, it's the Saints on offense, and it's it's a mixed bag. You know, again, the overalls looking pretty strong. 25 points a game, 65 plays, 395 yards, 6 yards per play. It's all very good. A lot of it is on the back of Kamara and that rush game. 11% positive rush DVOA, 5 adjusted line yards. That's near the top of the board. 28 attempts for 140 on the ground. But the running back yards per attempt and the rush TDs, I don't think are enough to carry the pass stats that we've seen 11 yards per completion, less than two pass TDs per game. This is the Saints passing offense. It's not really there. Again, those totals are coming on the back of Kamara, especially as of late. The Kamara totals are just are like ridiculous, right? Hold on, I have them. I have it right here. So Kamara, pass stuff. Last couple weeks, just really going crazy, right? So from this going back the last four weeks, so versus Seattle, six catches. Versus Cincinnati, six catches. Arizona, seven catches. Las Vegas, nine catches for 91, 25, 56, 96, and two, right? So being careful with talking about efficiency and how good passing, right? We kind of tend tend to binary bin these things. They're good or they're bad. Got to be careful doing that. The Saints offense is good, but it's, it's very specific. So is the Ravens just in different ways, but the both of the defense have been good as far as the front seven goes. This one's probably going to come down to who's a more efficient passer. I'm not so sure. They're both a little worrying me a little bit. Both of these defenses run a lot of zone, and both of these quarterbacks are much better against man. I think Olave and Dalton in particular have like superstar numbers against a man, not so much versus the zone. Doesn't mean they're not going to be able to do it. I just think this is going to be more of a Kamara game for the Saints. You know, we've seen them force the ball to Olave and just not necessarily get it done, right? He does have floor games. The injuries in the Ravens secondary are starting to correct. So I know people have been going after that like a rabid dog. Can't necessarily do that as a blanket, as a blanket thing. All right, let's see if we can wrap this up really quick. So Saints offense is good, balanced, but flawed because specific Ravens defense, they have struggled. But I think that's the reason why I want to bring up the last four. Okay, so Ravens defense on the season, 64 plays, 365 yards allowed, minus .05 EPA per snap. Those are all really bad, allowing a 73% drive success rate. Again, very bad. They've been good against the pass, but leaky against the pass. I'm sorry, good against the run, leaky against the pass. Season stats, 39 attempts, 26 completions for 278 yards. They have kept the yards per completion down around 10, which is pretty good. Yards per attempt below 7. Uh, which is kind of average, right? So not 
all the stats necessarily line up, and I think that was more the greater point. I was bringing to handicapping football, which is so difficult because of the nuance and the context that comes with all this stuff. Last four, okay, that was the difference that I wanted to draw up, the stark difference. The Ravens have looked a lot better. Last four from the Ravens, 60 plays a game, 303 yards allowed, only 5.1 yards per play. Those are like top five, right? So you've got to be careful there because they have just smushed the run, allowing 85 yards rushing per game less than four yards per attempt they're very tough up the middle right now pairing that allowing 218 pass yards per game less than 11 yards per reception so Ravens defense has looked pretty good they kind of stopped blitzing and they're one of those teams doing a ton of this too high stuff so expect to see the too high expect to see the high shell expect to see Dalton maybe struggle against the zone a bit and look more for Kamara so that's my narrative again that thing I always mention I'm running a bit long on the blue chips but forgive me again it's only a showdown so we'll be able to tie in a lot of the value with the lessons that we're drawing up here Ravens defense not the doormat that you see overall Saints defense last force also been very good right behind them right behind the Ravens 55 plays a game 313 yards all very good two keeping opponents at two minutes and 35 seconds of drive that's top five and smushing rushing as well 100 yards a game um passing has been efficient against them without the totals so maybe that does work in Lamar's favor right looking to maybe have a few couple of breakdown plays where it goes so let's put a bow on the blue chips uh, this should be a good one we have some strength on strengths with some superstar players i really really like jackson obviously to be the top player but after that, i think it's likely i think that's the big blue chip but also maybe the big value again we'll have that nuanced segue into the next part flip to the scenes for me it's kamara i don't think it's we're gonna get a dalton volume game so for me it's Kamara, less so to Olave. I like Olave, but I'm worried that the pricing is going to be a bit crazy. All right, so there's our segue. Thank you, and rate, review, and subscribe. The blue chip section, bringing the heat as always. I mean, I just ripped the cord. I never know exactly where these things are going to go. I don't draw up lines or notes or funny things to say. I just put all my work in front of me knowing I've studied, and then I just kind of do my professorial kind of presentation. So if you're picking up what we're putting down here, give me that like, man. Nom, 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 nom. I just eat cartoon likes for breakfast. Wait, cartoon likes for breakfast? All right, man. Let's get the ball into the red zone and score it. Coming up, the penny stock section. But first, let me just get a quick breath because that was pretty difficult, man. Wow. All right, we're back with the second pillar of profit. It's your penny stocks brought to you by Jock Market. We're going to have to giddy up through this a little bit, but that's okay because we covered a lot of the expectations here. We'll dive into some of the utilization stats for the pass catchers. I think we covered the quarterbacks pretty well. Again, audio-only listeners, get over to Twitter at John Legaza or Mayo Media Network. Grab this data. It's very helpful. Not only seeing all of it at once, and no one else is doing this work. This is the preeminent Jock Market show. I'll say it during this section every single episode no one is doing the combination of conventional dfs with jock market the way that we are i ended up dropping like over a g in jock market i love so many values and i think i came away 30th overall with about a hundred dollars profit but again it wasn't necessarily great my profit about 10 percent, and you just kind of move forward I, I i i love playing jock market i just think the freedom with drawing up your own ticket is the key I've been adjusting personally to the opening of the slates and the main slate. And again, as we get better, we're going to get better. Dems, <laughs> right? That's how it goes. So, Lamar Jackson and Andy Dalton, before we move on totally from quarterbacks, I think there's a good the value lesson here. The one thing we always mention, and I get the feedback on. People say, you know, yeah, that's a good one, man. Value 
does not equal price. Just because something's cheap doesn't make it a value. Value is a rate stat, right? If you if I meet you on the street and you mention that to me, I know you're watching the show. So Lamar Jackson projected for 20.4, 12.4 salary, leaves you with $607 per point. Andy Dalton, 16.2 projection at 10.2 salary, leaves you with $629. So although, again, I'm not going to start, oh, look, look, how different. They're extremely similar. I'm not going to start preaching to overreact to decimal points now. However, they're similar enough to call it even. You can't compare Lamar to Andy. Don't convince yourself that Dalton is the value. Dalton is not the value here. Lamar Jackson is the value. He also has the 40-point ceiling. I know we haven't seen it in a bit. I do think, though, good rushing defenses are beneficial for Lamar's running game, which is the best thing for something like Jock Mark because running quarterbacks is a selfish gain, right? He gets it and gets it alone. There's no sharing. There's no receptions or touchdowns or anything like that. So we saw yesterday that was the one prop I had to happen to hit. Josh Allen over rush yards. His alt prop went over because the Jets are a very good defense. And if you have a mobile quarterback against a good defense, expect him to capitalize and break down. So, you know, Lamar rush props are all good today, all that stuff. But So Lamar value over Andy Dalton into the running backs we go, which is Justice Hill, Alvin Kamara, and then Kenyon Drake in that order. You know, Hill putting up the big-time value. And I, I'm not sure we know exactly what we're going to see from that backfield. I, you know, guys, I split my running back usage into four weeks. I'm noticing, like, God, the way the injuries go, four weeks doesn't even really do it. So we just look at the last two because Gus dominated the last two weeks, but then he got hurt and it was out. So it was Drake had 11 for five against Cleveland, like I mentioned, 11 total touches against Tampa. He was very efficient, and he got in the end zone through the air. Justice Hill had four carries for 28. We've seen that from him. He's been pretty explosive. So without... Drake, if that goes to Hill, I think I can definitely back Hill as a value here. I think I'm digging that one. Um, Again, I have last four stats. You know, Justice Hill is not, he hasn't been great. You know, the totals are not going to be there. We know that. The touch for snap, percentage of rushes. However, nine attempts from 54 yards. He's gotten goal to go. Snaps, six yards per carry, 5.11 yards after contact per rush. The yards before contact per rush have been poor. But you pop that up, he's been very good. 67% drive success rate, 11% explosive rush rate for Justice Hill. So Justice Hill is my jock market value because I think the usage in that backfield is murky and I don't think Drake is necessarily that good. I do think he'll lead the backfield, but given the fact that Jackson runs also, that's my smash and then Kamara is just the GOAT. He's the man, again, reflected in the 80% ownership. The 15.85 IPO, if that sticks, might be the first time I think a $15 IPO is a steal. I don't see how Kamara is not one of the top two players so anything under 20 should be a profit here for Alvin Kamara again this game is a lollipop it's Jackson it's Kamara and then for me it's a wee all the way off so give me Kamara and Justice Hill I'm off of Drake I'm not going to pay $9.23 for a guy I don't think is very good into the wide receivers we go let's get through this as quick as possible the Saints Trey Pack Traquan Olave and Callaway Man, this is a tough one. I think the value lesson stands again with Callaway. Oh, man, Callaway's cheap. He's a value. Well, his cost per point's at 597, higher than Olave at 434. Olave, the IPO near $12. 
gets a bit tough because again I am worried about the volume I'm not going to back off that the 8.6 DK I think makes Olave a must so again where we bring try to bring together that overlap between conventional DFS play and jock market again you know I'm playing I'm in the JM streets I understand the game and I hopefully in the next couple of years as it moves to the four you know will be the people really at the tip of the spear with the understanding as new people come in and then open up even more edge right right now I think we're in a time this kind of period of jock market where the people playing are smart the people playing understand it's where smart people are playing and i think it's very sharp right now so we got to get really popular we got to get this to the mainstream and get some donkeys <laughs> right? talk about honesty man oh man i got that porn out the nose let's do a little utilization for those saints in case you were wondering of course so this is the last four games of course it's olave the target hog 27 targets 16 catches 2 12 and 1 21 of the team targets 29 of the team air 30 target per route run 2.36 yards per route run that's chris olave elite 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 the other number here kind of jumping off the page that i'm not seeing on this board and again, you're looking down at the bottom. The tight end is likely. You got to keep your eye on Juwan Johnson. Check out the usage stats. Just, just thick now with Troutman out for long enough for these stats to kind of catch up even to the last four. He's only run less. He's run more routes than Olave. So there's Juwan Johnson with more routes than Olave. Routes on 72% of dropbacks, 12 of 17 for 100 yards in two scores. 13% of the team targets. The air yards are going to be low, but the 16% target per route run is pretty good for a tight end that we don't really think of as this kind of pass catcher. And we've even seen him now move. He's had 30% of those snaps in the slot. So I know I jumped a little bit to the tight ends, but we could just call them pass catchers. Keep your eye on Juwan Johnson. I'd much rather have him than Callaway or Traquan Smith, who if I strip the names off, you probably lean towards Johnson. If you're looking for depth, maybe it's Callaway. He does have the 12 air yards per target, but he has less than 0.7 yards per route run. So like that can have absolutely have you running for the hill. So let's tack on Juwan Johnson onto this value ticket let's look at the Baltimore Ravens really quick usage in the pass catching there I don't know what you call it the wide receiver room let's call it Andrews you got to strip away him so after that it's Duvernay right with no Bateman God it is really really rough for the Ravens so Duvernay the usage is there 102 routes last routes <laughs> Roads, routes Roods. 76% of dropbacks he's run a route earned the most targets on the team 12 receptions of 19 for one 41, that's just shy of 12 yards per reception. 18% of the team targets, 23% of the team air yards. These are all in the lead. 19% target per route run. Now remember, this is without Andrews, 30% target per route run, 2.5 yards per route. When you strip away Andrews, you're just going to get this crazy, crazy, crazy use. So I think that has to bring us to likely and the point I mentioned at the beginning. So let's put a bow on what I love so much about this game. My favorite play is Isaiah. Likely, the usage we saw is just ridiculous. So I believe... That Lamar Jackson leads the league in tight end percentage. Yes, he does. He targets tight ends 41% of the time. That is like the league lead by far. And we see this play out with the love of Mark Andrews. But when he came out, we saw Likely come in and he is a beast. You know, so this is just last week. Again, you're getting all the nuance and the context I could possibly split in stomach. I think I'm getting a little better at presenting it too as the year goes on. My first time doing football for the public. 81% of dropbacks he ran a route, earned seven targets, six catches for 77 and one. Remember, that was after Andrews had soaked up five catches for 33 on five targets. And you add those together. Lamar went to the tight end one 
12 times. That was 9 from 110 and 1. It's just ridiculous, but likely had 21% of the team targets last week, 31% of the team air yards targeted on 21% of his routes, posted a two and a quarter yard per route one, plus nine air yards per target. I mean, that is like the all the good thickness you could ask for. So I really, really like that matchup for sure. Give me like all the likely. My worry here is that the $8 IPO we see is going to end up nearly double that. So that's my worry. I'm going to cut my parameter at, for Isaiah Likely at that 1250 mark. Again, I'm not going to go heavy, heavy, maybe just a share or two. Looking forward, the reason I say 1250, again, I must have railed myself. $25 is the top return. I think at 1250, giving yourself a two to one chance, right? I mean, a pop at the two to one. With 24 players on the slate, remember, as a tight end, you still have to be number one. You have to to get the 25 bucks. You got to beat Lamar, who you're catching the ball from, and also runs, and you got to beat Alvin Kamara on the other side. So again, that 1250 um, is profitable up to fourth place. I got this right here on a showdown. Fourth place is twelve dollars. That's cutting it a little close. So I think at 1250, you really need to get third, which is sixteen dollars in a viable profit, right? Nothing crazy, but again, you really want to be in the top. Two, that would be the hope for Isaiah Likely. Duvernay again, we're getting the use. We're going to see Prochet today, but it's very kind of wonky. You know, we just we just haven't seen a lot of it. A lot of times there are reasons these players, you know, haven't seen the light of day. Prochet's 50 routes in the last month. It's just very weak. Last week I have it. He did have three catches, 424 yards. He ran 29 Routes, I mean, you know, that's, that's what's going to be. These are all kind of mediocre, less than a yard per route run, the 12 air yards per target, pretty decent. So he's going to be the guy they look at for the intermediate to deeper look. So, boom, there's your penny stocks. Let's bow it up real quick. Lamar is the value at QB. Kamara and Justice Hill are the values at wideout. Olave, depending on the IPO, and then it's the tight ends, both tight ends. Give me likely and Juwan Johnson are probably the best values on the slate. If Duvernay does not meet the $9 IPO, I could see going with him as well. But a lot of times these IPOs are low. I, you know, they're just low because, again, it's rational exuberance takes over. It's not DK with set pricing, which we're, we're into. But sometimes it just means, ah, uh, part of being sharp in jock market is no one went to say no. And, you know, that's that's part of it, right? Not There are slates where I don't get the shares I want because I didn't get the price I want. So it doesn't mean I didn't like the player. It means I didn't like the price. And again, that's part of what separates us from those DFS players. Yeah, baby. So if that didn't earn a like, I don't know what will please like button. Blah, 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 like button. Blah, blah, blah. So I know that's what it sounds like sometimes. I feel like that very same. I hate, hate, hate asking for it. But I also hate when some of my favorite shows get canceled because they didn't get enough likes. And you go, man, I wish I wish I pressed a cartoon finger. So you do just that. Let me catch my breath. I got a nice player prayer prop for you, and we'll punch this bad boy in the end zone. Alrighty, here we go. It's week nine, Monday Night Football proper, brought to you by the lovely ladies and gentlemen at Jock Market and Mayo Media Network. What a lovely part, you know, family to work with. It's been just a blast for me. I don't, you know, I'm kind of a square peg. I don't fit into many holes, and hat tip to my dude, Patty Mayo is just the man, um, you know, kind of let me do my thing, right? Because that's my whole thing. I, if I can't do my thing, I'm not going to do it. So let's get it done for the people out there. It's Alvin Kamara. I have just an old prop. I'm just I, I have ATL. I just of course it's plus 50 receiving yards. All that stuff is correct at plus 154. Uh, again, uh, very transparent. Always my thing. 
I had been putting liens because the bets that I wanted weren't up. I'm very honest about this stuff. This one I'm live on. This one I have bet. This one I'm going to put on my betting record, which you can find on Patreon. Even after yesterday, we're still ahead somehow, but barely. You know, such is life for the handicapper. Again, why I always stress discipline. And that's just how people say that, you know, did you know you have to have a process? I love that. And you say, wow, what is it? They have no idea. There is no problem. There is no. The, the fake touts process is just to say that there's a process without having a process. So let's do a real quick hour process and why we matter and why we sustain through ups and downs. Because we use daily risk allotment. I like to set no more than 3 to 3.5% three for NFL. Baseball, I go a little bit lower because it's every day. So let's say 3.5%. So let's, if a, a unit is 1%, 3.5% is 3.5 units. Split that up among a million bets, right? And you can bet 0.00021 units on something and have as many bets as you want and still be responsible. I put this into play yesterday. Again, I did not have a good weekend. I like to be very clear. But I had nine bets. But rather than, you know, where weekends where I had four bets and bet 0.5, I didn't bet half a unit on each of the nine plays to take me up above my maximum, I divided backwards. So I think we went 0.35 times nine to get us around the three units. And that's how you could see why, again, even if you get smoked, you you lose a percentage. You lose a set percentage that you've pre-calculated from your account, right? That you shouldn't be pulling from in and out. Boom. Oh, man. How about that for a lesson? Press the like button, man. Who's giving away? You pay for that stuff. All right. So the prop that we're supposed to be talking about is Alvin Kamara going over 50 receiving yards. I think we drew up how we get there. So the the game log is there, right? The game log has our back. The trend is our friend. Andy Dalton also heavy, heavy targeting of running backs. He might even be leading the league right now. I could sort this really quick. Andy Dalton, this is running back. This is on the season. Andy Dalton is the fourth um, highest targeter of running backs. And it's been picking up more as of late. I mentioned the Kamara game law going back four games. He's had six, six, seven, and nine catches. He's gone over this 50 mark in three of the last four. He's gone over 90 in two of the last four. You may even want to add to this and let's make that the wrap up before we get out of here so the play is Kamara we're looking for alt receiving yards plus 50 you can find those out there you can hit me up on a link DK is adding alt props now that's where it's at and we'll get into the lesson just why oh gosh people betting is about the odds okay begin to understand no matter how smart you feel no matter how strong your model result is most of, if not all of these results, are much closer to 50% than we want to admit. Right? So the best way to capitalize on that, bet on things with a plus in front of them. And then that way, if you are 50%, you're going to be wildly profitable. And you can be profitable betting under a 50% win rate, which I know for a fact I was. And again, I talk about this stuff very open. I mean, beyond open. I had a losing record on props, and we're making money. Because the props are all plus 150, plus 190, plus 200. Think about it. Sustainable activity paired with the allotment, the risk management I mentioned, is the true path to sustainability. Why I've been able to do this at very high levels and stuff. Although, I have other sources of income. I also, I don't like to paper over that. I, I bet at a high level, it's not my only source of income. It's a source of income, right? But you don't want to rely on this stuff, people. Trust me. Something I know a lot about. If you have two bets on any given slate, weekend, day, whatever, and you bet in props at minus 110, 
you kind of have to hit them both. You have to hit them both to big money, right? If you hit one and you lose one, you're not up if you put the same. What's the point of that? You might have, then, in, like, if you run with that logic, then you might as well parlay them and you might as well bet a lot less, which is a smarter way to play than minus 110. But you really don't want to pair outcomes. Parlaying is kind of a loser's execution. I hate to be like that. It's just, it's the truth. There, again, if you believe, again, I, I don't just say this stuff, if you believe that each event is closer to 50% that we want to admit, they're very hard to pair, right? And if you can get these bets at plus money, on their own, that's what you want to be doing. Get your plus 150 on a single bet rather than get your plus 150 needing multiple outcomes. Again, the path to sustainability. If you have two bets that are both plus 150 and you hit one, you made a lot of money. You know what I mean? By percentage, you did really well. And that's a, that's a key. So if you're going to bet props, which I love, bet the alt props. Go for the better odds because a lot of times these guys don't clear by a yard. You know, the ones that we hit, we're hitting. You know, we have the track record. They hit by 30, 40 yards. Like, okay, they come out prop. He hit 150 by a couple, but that was the old anyway. The other one's up over 90. So you could take a a, a piece, right? Again, if we're talking, if we're going to talk in these decimal points, where I have 0. .40, I know it's kind of boring, but this is how you win, on the 150. Maybe if that was your allotted risk, 0. .40, maybe you put 0. .30 on this one. You put 0. .05 on plus 60. You put 0. .05 on plus 70. Keep your risk the same. If you hit the the original, it's a profit, but you open your way to progress. Bam, man. Oh, my gosh. If you, I don't have 100% like buttons. Here's out, man. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding. Love you so much. That'll do it, man. Thanks so much for picking up what we're putting down. Enjoy the Ravens and the Saints. Remember, it's Lamar Jackson. It's Isaiah Likely. It's Alvin Kamara. I think we're going to keep this one simple. Over 50 yards receiving for Kamara. Look for Likely and Justice Hill at the bottom of those um, IPO boards. So that'll do it. Appreciate you all. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You know, download the Jock Bucket app. That's where it's at. Follow along. Even if you don't play live money on the showdown slate, I fully recommend taking advantage of the promo. You follow along. And if you're rocking these penny stock sheets on the weekend, you're making money. Like, we're all making money because we're doing the work. We're kind of doing the work for you. So, hey, man, I guess that's what I do. Uh, I guess that's it, man. I wish I could go a little bit longer, but I'll see you on Thursday. Um, I catch you on the flip side, and remember, when you work this hard, like when you really work this hard, it's always going to feel less like luck, yo. Peace.